Travels with Charlie is paid for by Jolly Convenience Stores, Mill Travel American Express, and Casella Waste. The views and opinions expressed in Travels with Charlie do not necessarily reflect the views or opinions of the Radio Vermont Group. We welcome listener feedback. Email your comments to WDEV at RadioVermont.com. Well, it's all about all the folks you meet. Sitting in a diner or out in the street. Catch up with the news. Get your point of view. I want to hear what unravels. I'll see you in my travels. And I'll see you in my travels. Thanks to Billy Bratcher, the uh, local entertainer who wrote and sang that song for me. Uh, Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Billy. And welcome to Travels with Charlie, your host, Charlie Papillo. Good afternoon. Welcome. And great to be back with you again today, although we we did miss one because of a a Red Sox game. That's why we're a little late uh, this month. But we are back with you, as always, Thanks to the uh, support of our listeners, uh, WDEV Radio, and of course our sponsors. You know, I'm always humbled to hear as um, you know I'm I'm traveling and I'm out and about and listening to people and they go, wow, listening to your new radio program on WDEV. So thank you so much for listening. And you know, when you miss a program, you can always go to WDEVRadio.com. And you can listen to past programs. And you can also see what we were up to for the last uh, couple of years doing the Travels with Charlie video series. In fact, one of my guests today, we shot uh, a video at the Champlain Valley Expo. And uh, that's an interesting video. If I'm not mistaken, I think I was eating a can of Spam. In fact, I think I'll, I'll ask my producer of the video series along with the radio program, Brad Furlan, who was in studio with me today. All of the guests are on phone line today. So Brad, I said, we have an open seat. Come on in, sit down, have a seat. Was I, what was I eating? Spam or some kind of canned meat? You were eating canned meat up in the bleachers <laughs> after giving a performance to a hundred thousand of nobody being there. Exactly. <laughs> I, I, I had the honor of performing in front of the grandstand with nobody there. It was certainly an eerie feeling. And, you know, we'll be talking with, uh, with Jeff Bartley about that today about. Champlain Valley Fair. They are back. Uh, thanks to all of our sponsors, number one. I, I have to simply uh, uh, thank them because I'm so honored that they're they're helping us out and getting this program out on the air. Casella Waste Systems, Casella.com, Zero Sort Recycling. They're helping to keep all that stuff out of the landfill. Jolly Convenience Stores. Still got time to go in there and get a creamy at some of their Jolly Convenience Stores. Of course, hot coffee or ice-cold Coca-Cola products, sandwiches, fuel. Fill up your car, fill up your belly. And if you're traveling, you should be uh, talking with the folks at Milne Travel American Express. They've been doing it since 1975, Milne Travel com. So coming up today, as I mentioned, uh, well, another day of giveaways. Last time I was on, we had some some giveaways. The 99th Champlain Valley Fair, that started last Friday in Essex Junction. Jeff Bartley, the marketing director of the Champlain Valley Expo, will be joining us with details and free passes. We're going to be giving those away. We've got the Casella Waste Sustainability Spotlight. But my first guest today recently ran for Burlington City Council seat in a special election for Ward 3. He lost that race. He's here to tell us about it. So welcome to Christopher Aaron Felker. Christopher, thank you for joining us here on Travels with Charlie. Good afternoon. 
Good afternoon. Thanks for having me, Charlie. And, and you know, I, I hate to introduce you as, and here's the guy that lost the election. And, and, you know, we're not rubbing it in. That's not why I asked you to be on the program. This was a special election uh, because of an open seat. But I wanted to talk with you about some of those things. Now, a Republican running for a seat in a progressive stronghold. Um, let's talk about some of those things that are going on right now in Burlington. There's a lack of support for police on the council. There's certainly a rise in gun-related incidents. And yet, 22% voters turned out and absentee ballots were sent out. Are voters not concerned about these issues, Christopher? Uh, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a fair question, Charlie. Uh, anytime we have voter turnout, um, <clears throat> that... Uh, is ranking right around 22%. It's something that we should start to analyze and start to question as to why why that is. Um, without any doubt, we should be expecting to see higher voter turnouts with universal mail-in ballots going to all of our registered voters in town. That being said, uh, special elections are notorious for having low voter turnout everywhere in the nation. Uh, this special election took place in the middle of summer, and I, I do understand that uh, many Vermonters and Burlingtonians, they have, you know, summer plans, they're vacationing, they're, they're here, and they're doing many things. It's easy to get distracted and with what's going on. So uh, we were disappointed that there was uh, only a 22% voter turnout, but we do feel really accomplished in the fact that, you know, you are correct. The progressive part, this is a progressive stronghold. The progressive party has held this seat in particular for 40 years. So, and the Burlington GOP hasn't even fielded a candidate here in Ward 3 in over 10. So we were, we were coming as a, um, an unexpected challenger uh, to, a, to a fight that was going to be uphill the entire way. And as a, in a compressed election cycle, nonetheless. Yeah. You know, we had just a mere 60 days. And, and during that time, I feel that uh, we really accomplished a lot. We as a party and as a candidate, we reached out to Burlingtonians. We made connections with them. We talked to them. We listened to them about what issues are are really important to them and their families. And public safety is the number one issue that's important to their families. Uh, now, whether that translated to voter turnout is uh, is up in the air. But the truth is, every single household that we bumped into and we talked to, uh, the number one issue was public safety. In the last two weeks, a lot more um, popular of an issue was uh, taxes because of the the reassessment and how that how that panned out and how families in our neighborhoods actually experienced that. But still, the strong number one was always public safety. So, you know, I feel like we really made connections. We reestrat we reestablished a a brand here. And uh, I'm really pleased that we were able to do all this in just 60 days. We, we managed to come from nowhere and take and secure 13.5% of the vote. Uh, that's a tremendous foundation to build upon, and we plan on continuing to build upon that.
Christopher Aaron Felker, my guest this afternoon on Travels with Charlie. Christopher ran for the Ward 3 seat on the City Council recently. If you have a question you'd like to talk with Christopher, you can do that right now at 244-1777 or 1-877-291-8255. And Christopher, you know, people could be listening and, and saying, you know, I live in Waterbury, I live in Stowe, I live in Middlebury, you know, we're heard statewide, of course, and, you know, this is Burlington, you know, what do I care what's going on in Burlington? Well, you know, Burlington is a, it's, isn't that the, the economic engine of, of, of Chittenden County, of Vermont? I mean, it certainly drives the economy and, and what we see going on there today with recently, uh, you know, L.L. Bean saying that they're pulling out. Uh, you've still got a big hole in the center of town and the crime rate that's going up. Uh, you, you know, it just continues to baffle me how the low turnout of, of voters, and I understand, you know, it's summertime and all that, but still, like 4,500 ballots were mailed out. You didn't even have to ask for them. Am I correct? You're absolutely correct, sir. And, uh, yes, 4,500 ballots were mailed out. Everybody had approximately 45 days to fill them out. Postage was paid on them. So it, the turnout, voter turnout was depressed by any objective measures. But it would have been even more depressed if we hadn't been in the race, if we hadn't – we believed that we drove turnout we earned the the thirteen and a half percent of the votes that that we've got. There's no way that they would have translated directly over to one of my opponents. So voter turnout would have been down by by much more. Uh, having a third candidate in the race, one that had clear distinctions and differences in policies than my two progressive opponents did, uh, that that pushed voter turnout. We still didn't win the race, but I'm happy when people go out and vote. So if we weren't in this race. That 22% voter turnout probably would have been much more likely to be around 15 to 16%. Mm. Christopher, what, what's more disappointing? What, what's your feeling? Are, are, are progressives not concerned about public safety? Uh, as you know, the, the move to increase the officer cap, that failed five weeks ago. How can you argue that yeah. we do not need more police officers in the city of Burlington? Well, sir, I would I would never argue that. My I was there at city council and I gave a very um, passionate plea for the council to approve raising the officers' cap. However, the um, the progressive members of council decided that that was not the route that they wanted to go, regardless of the fact that the civilian-led police commission unanimously supported raising the officer cap, regardless of the fact that the um, the police chief, John Murad, was was pushing to raise the cap, that the mayor's office is pushing to raise the cap, that the Church Street Marketplace and the uh, the Burlington Business Association was all asking to raise the cap. Burlington Progressive Party members on city council chose to ignore that. Those requests, those pleas from people that are leadership here in the city, they also chose to ignore the pleas from people and employees of the Church Street Marketplace that are stating that they no longer feel safe at work, which is literally, sir, right outside of City Hall. Yeah, um, yeah you're, you're right. The, Burlington is part of the economic engine that is Chittenden County. We are certainly, the Church Street Marketplace is certainly the economic engine of Burlington itself, and the marketplace is right here squarely in Ward 3. So it's very troublesome. Uh, to me, disconcerting that progressive council members seem to ignore the facts that crime is rising, that we have 
more issues, more gunfire incidences in Burlington than we have in years past, yeah. and they continue to have their heads buried in ideological sand. In fact, Christopher, let's, let's, let's point it out for our listeners who are not aware that uh, two separate shootings within two weeks of each other, both at the same location downtown, and that just shows the brazenness of these individuals that are doing it. Number one, you have a shooting the week before. It's caught on video surveillance cameras. It's on every TV and social media within the state of Vermont. You can see these, the shootout happening. And yet one week later, you know, a different group of people decide to go to the same exact location. Let's have another shootout. You should have known that it's going to be on surveillance. And yet they do it again. That's the brazenness that's going on. And even re- more recently, just last week, gunshots through the school, the Ed- Edmonds School in Burlington. Now, t- to be uh, frank, it did not happen during the uh, school hours. It probably happened overnight. But nonetheless, there's bullet holes in the windows. Uh, they they closed the school down for a couple of days. Yeah, you're, uh, you're absolutely right. And Burlington, uh, that's, that shooting that uh, resulted in the bullet holes in, the, in Edmonds Elementary School, uh, that turns out to be shooting number 12 in Burlington just this year. We haven't even hit September yet. Damn. We've now eclipsed any past year, and typically, historically, Burlington was uh, home to just a mere two shootings or gunfire instances uh, annually. And now, now we're at 12. We still have uh, many more months left in this year. Christopher, and, how and much do you... Still can t- sorry, sorry. C- council still continues to claim that that is fear-mongering. It is not fear-mongering. Oh, these are instances of gunfire in densely populated areas. That's dangerous, inherently dangerous. And how much of that do you think is responsible or is happening because of uh, the fact that uh, police uh, are leaving the, leaving the force uh, and, and it is going to continue to be cut back? Do these individuals, these well, and many of them are gang members. Let's let's say it. I know a lot of people are. Uh, you know, they don't want to say that, but they are gang members. These are gang-related shootings that are happening. Are they aware of that and going? You know what? Nobody's watching it. Uh, you know, it's it's. We're all going to go out and do whatever the hell we want to do. Well, regardless of what the progressive members of council say, uh, less officers on the BPD is resulting in more crime in Burlington. There. They do seem to be more emboldened with their brazen actions of, of brandishing and firing firearms in town. And while it's true, an officer might not be able to stumble upon an incident and stop it while it's happening. More officers means that we're able to investigate these crimes and hopefully get them off the streets and arrest them. So that way they are not capable of doing it again. The first shooting that you spoke about at the at the gas station, uh, the people involved in that shooting were also involved in a shooting that same day earlier down at the skate park at the waterfront. If we had more officers out patrolling, what we have a greater likelihood of being able to detain and arrest these people before they can engage in the behavior again. It's not just shootings. We have uh, repeat burglaries and, and uh, quality of life crimes like vandalisms of cars and, and, and personal property that these individuals just are not being detained or arrested because they, we don't have the manpower to actually get them. Christopher Aaron Felker, my guest this afternoon on Travels with Charlie. Christopher, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we've got lots more area to cover, and we will do that right here on Travels with Charlie. 
Whether you're traveling for a vacation, planning a business trip, or have a global company looking for a strong Vermont-based company to align with for business and meeting management, Milne Travel is a trusted local partner, and they've been one since 1975. Milne Travel is one of the top travel companies based in New England. Featuring educational tours, vacation travel, or corporate solutions, let their travel specialists search the lowest airfares exclusive to the travel industry for you. Guaranteed. We're all getting ready to travel again. Save time and money on your next trip. Go to www.millentravel.com. Welcome back. Good afternoon. Welcome to Travels with Charlie. Corm always trying to mess me up here with uh, Corm. I know that one. That is Tavares. You only get a minute, girl. One of my favorite songs of all time. Love that group. I was living in Boston when that uh, when that became a hit. Uh, thanks for joining me this afternoon. Kristen Aaron Felker is my current guest right now. Stay tuned. We've got Jeff. Bartley from the Champlain Valley Expo, the Champlain Valley Fair, joining us coming up after the 1.30 news break. And we're going to be giving away tickets to the Champlain Valley Fair. We also have the sustainability spotlight with Casella right there in the middle. But back to Christopher Aaron Felker. Ward 3 ran for that seat, did not make it, and we continue our conversation. Thanks for staying with us, Christopher. Thanks for... So... L.L. Bean recently announced that they're leaving Burlington for Williston. They cited higher than normal rate of shoplifting. Now, this was the same thing that Macy's uh, also stated years ago about closing. Uh, that was that Burlington had one of the highest rates of shoplifting. So here we are. I'd like to ask you, Christopher, as you're out and about, you're knocking on doors when you're running for office and, and you know, heading downtown and talking with business owners. What are you hearing downtown from business owners? Well, from business owners and from the Burlington Business Association, I've been hearing that Burlington is experiencing extremely high rates of organized shoplifting rings uh, where the the individuals who are stealing from these stores are very well aware of what the legal cap is to be arrested and charged with a misdemeanor, and they, they operate in teams they they can go into L.L. Bean and know that they can each steal approximately $1,000 worth of merchandise, and then they can go and leave, and they can go to the next store down the block, and they can steal $1,000 from there. And um, and that is happening. L.L. Bean, actually, you're correct, sir, it was more than higher than than their average. It was actually their their store that had the highest highest numbers of retail theft out of anyone in the in the area. That's just crazy. Uh, and, you know, that's Absolutely. also something that's happening nationally. You're hearing uh, that they've, they, you know, police are not responding to these shoplifting incidents if they're less than $1,000. I mean, just think about that for a moment. If you're a business owner, you're a store owner, and you've got multiple people coming in, and they're, they're going, you know, just nine ninety nine is what they're stealing, but it's happening all day long. How long can you stay in business? Well, absolutely. I mean, it, if, Big box stores or big re- chain retailers are deciding that this isn't worth it anymore. Think about the the mom and pops, the the Burlington stores that that you know. Uh, how are they supposed to rebound from losing three thousand dollars at a clip? Uh, they can't. They cannot. And and while it the real issue comes down to our state's attorney's office, and our state's attorney, you know, is not likely to try and press charges or try and really uh, throw the book at these people and these organized crime uh, rings. 
they're more likely to try, Sarah George in particular is more likely to try something along the deferred um, justice program to try and try and keep them from developing a, a record, a criminal record, a felonious yeah. record. Well, in fact, uh, Christopher, by the way, if you, have a question, if you have a question or comment for Christopher Aaron Felker this afternoon on Travels with Charlie, you can join us at 244-1777 or toll-free at 1-877-291-8255. We've seen multiple repeat offenders. Would you say that State's Attorney Sarah George is part of the problem? She definitely is not presenting a proper solution, and and I worry about her being in that office for much longer and the negative uh, unintended consequences that Burlingtonians and Chittenden County as a whole will experience because of that. Well, let's face it. you know, these In people... my opinion, I believe she has some pretty flawed judgment when it comes to uh, matters in this area, and I'm hoping, I'm hoping that we'll find a a noble challenger to to run against her for the next time she comes up for office. Well, was, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't Sarah George that uh, the shooting that was at the U Mall, uh, the individual who fired a weapon in the U Mall grazed somebody. Luckily, did not kill anybody. Uh, he took off. Uh, he was later found, and she wanted to try him as a, as a minor. Yes, sir. Yes. Um, it's just one example of many where Sarah George's judgment has has fallen on the side of the 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 person who has committed the crime as opposed to trying to provide public safety and 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 shore up support in this community that way. So there are some solutions that uh, you know private enterprises trying to work on. One of those would be uh, the BBA, the Burlington Business Association. They recently announced hiring private security to escort workers as you know there was an there was an incident at Halverson's restaurant where the owner's wife was uh, was accosted as she was going to her vehicle uh, yes sir and th- that is absolutely a, a tragic incident and it should have been alarming to members of council and it should have been enough for them to act but the people who engage in this behavior there was another repeat offender the person who who accosted Miss Halverson was also involved in another incident earlier that day down the street at Reuben James, where he came in and picked up a chair, threw it against the wall, cleared off half the bar. Um, they had to call the police. The police came. They issued a, a ticket, a citation. And then later that day, he was up the street um, threatening and intimidating Miss Halverson and, and the bystander who tried to come to her aid. It's it's a really disappointing trend that we're in uh, when when we allow these things to continue. The same offenders to repeatedly offend the same day, uh, and and I understand that there tends to be a mental health component to some of these, ish- right. these offenders, yeah. but that is not an excuse for this type of violent. And dangerous behavior. Well, well yeah, obviously, it might to, be a contributing factor to put him back out on. Take that in mind. Yeah, to put him yeah. back out on the street. That uh, certainly is not uh, is not the solution. L- let me ask you, um, Christopher. Does it need to get much worse before we see change? I mean, how much worse can it get? All of the incidents that we've gone through, and there are many more. We don't have time to list them all. Police morale is at an all time low. Many of the remaining officers. 
They're thinking of leaving, either retiring or leaving, finding other jobs. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right, and it's um, you know it, it breaks my heart to to have to agree with you on this, sir. But that's where I'm starting to think that we're at is that yes, it's probably going to have to get worse before it actually gets better. While I was out canvassing and meeting Burlingtonians for this uh, this past election. You know, uh, there were some people that told me that public safety was more of an issue to them a few years ago, and I asked why. And they said, well, something happened right in front of our house. Yeah. Okay. Um, But now that it's not happening right in front of your house, now that it's happening two blocks away, that it doesn't concern you anymore? Well, it's not as much of a concern right now. Okay. So to answer your question, sadly, sir, yeah, I do think it's going to have to get worse. I do. Um, It's not where I want it to go, and we will continue to advocate for what I feel is right, which is increasing these officer caps so that way we can try and rebuild our our police department and rebuild the relationships between our police department and our community. Christopher Aaron Felker with me this afternoon. He ran for the open seat on Ward 3, did not make it. However, that was a special election, which means that this seat is only a six-month term. Am I correct in filling that vacancy? Yes, sir. Uh, this Ward 3 seat will be up at, uh, for re-election again uh, this upcoming town meeting day, 2022. So so you get a head start uh, in running. Uh, do you want to make that announcement today, uh, Christopher? <laughs> I'm not prepared to make any announcements just yet, but I will say that I'm very pleased that we hit many personal and and party milestones on this past campaign cycle where we were able to rebuild and rebrand this party, reintroduce ourselves to Burlingtonians, uh, and we're going to continue to build upon that. We're yep. fortunate that this is only a special election and that we the seat's running again in six months because we get to continue to build upon this momentum. There's no lull period. I get to continue to reach out and get to know more and more Burlingtonians here in Ward 3, down in the marketplace, and we're going we're gonna to build up this movement. Christopher, good luck to you. Thanks for joining us today. Do you still have a website that people can go to if they want to follow you? Yes, sir. I do believe so. It's uh, www.felker, F-E-L-K-E-R, for Ward 3, F-O-R-W-A-R-D, number 3.com. All right. Thanks for joining me. Coming up next, the Casella Waste Sustainability Spotlight. When I'm on my travels throughout Vermont, I know where to stop for a fill-up, fresh-made sandwiches, snacks, hot coffee, or an ice-cold Coca-Cola. Jolly convenience stores. With over 40 in our area, there's always one nearby. And they're more than a quick stop. Proudly supporting local charities, community events, and our military. Jolly convenience stores. Home of the daily smile. Even behind that mask. Stop by today. You'll be glad you did. Welcome back to Travels with Charlie. Quorum running the board for us. Great bumper music. And I do appreciate a Rolling Stones tune with the passing of drummer Charlie Watts, 80 years old, and they will continue to tour. It's time for the Casella Waste Sustainability Spotlight with Jeremy Labby joining me this afternoon on Travels with Charlie. Good afternoon, Jeremy. Good afternoon. So today we're going to be talking about how modern landfills play an integral role in sustainability infrastructure. So Let's talk a little bit about that. You know, it's not a, it doesn't seem it's like not a very sexy topic, but landfills have changed. I mean, it's no longer the town dump of the past, correct? 
you're absolutely correct. Yeah, we're we're not the sexy part of the solid waste management system, but we are one of the foundational parts. And let's talk about some of those things that uh, perhaps people don't think about that uh, has changed over the years, and one of them would be, and these are all things that we should be concerned about if we're concerned about the environment, but modern liner systems, uh, gas capture, energy production, correct? That is absolutely correct, yes. And can you get into some of those areas that uh, might describe that? Like, for instance, energy production. How do, how do you get energy from a landfill? Well, that's probably the funnest part of – one of the funnest parts of the process of landfills is, uh, as everybody is typically aware, uh, organic matter breaks down, and, and in a landfill it breaks down the absence of oxygen, which, just like how natural gas was formed a long time ago, produces methane as a primary byproduct and carbon dioxide also. And we can capture that methane, and we can actually collect it through miles and miles of uh, engineered piping we have throughout the landfill. Uh, we can adjust our capture rate with computers that we use as we walk around the landfill, and that all goes to a central location where we clean it, and we send it into very large, basically uh, almost diesel-type generators, and uh, they create electricity for over 7,000 homes. Wow. That's just amazing. You know, you would never have thought of that, uh, you know, 20, 30 years ago, that you would be able to capture ener- uh, capture gas and create energy from that. How about the, the, the liner systems that we see today in, in landfills, the modern liners? Yeah, I think the liner systems are, are of primary importance and are the most important system we have uh, when we build these landfills. They're multi-million dollar systems that have multiple layers of plastics and synthetics. Uh, the entire goal is to protect the groundwater. Uh, you alluded to it earlier, um, back 40, 50 years ago, it was very common for every town, every municipality to have their own, we used to call them dumps. They were, you know, old gravel pits or locations of, of a low value where we would dump trash in a pile and we'd either burn it or we'd bury it and uh, forget about it. And it turns out that creates environmental uh, damage when all the water that comes through the waste comes out into the environment. So, we developed these new landfills. Uh, it takes, you know, a long time to build them uh, and permit them, and they come with uh, liner systems that are more than four feet thick that include plastics, that include geosynthetics, which are actually to aid in drainage, and include uh, something in this new cell we're building now uh, called, uh, uh, it's actually a geocomposite liner. It's actually like kitty litter hmm. or bentonite that sandwiches between fabric that actually swells if it gets wet. So we put it right underneath the liner, the plastic liner system. If, if a hole ever gets punctured through the plastic liner, it would actually uh, cause liquid to uh, get onto this material and it would swell and seal the hole, kind of like a run-flat tire. So we've got all kinds of technologies in, in this new liner system. Yeah, very uh, reassuring. Jeremy Labby, the Casella Waste Sustainability Spotlight. Jeremy, uh, many people have a poor view of hosting a landfill in their community. Can you talk about some of the benefits that, that a community might have by having a landfill? Sure. So, you know, in the state of Vermont, uh, we are very low in population. So the, the desire of having many, many landfills doesn't really work financially or environmentally. So we've got one, a large one, uh, left in the state of Vermont, which is uh, the Coventry landfill. And the benefits to uh, the town of Coventry, uh, one, are financial. Um, they actually don't have a municipal tax. They're one of the best tax uh, towns in the state as far as the lowest taxes because of uh, our facility being here. Uh, plus, we also uh, do a, as much as we can to be involved in the community from um, whether it's helping uh, uh, local scouting groups or helping local schools, 
or uh, just helping on the community in general, we try to do our part to be a good uh, neighbor to everybody involved. And so there's, there's uh, many other benefits, including employment. Uh, we employ a lot of people. We also employ a lot of subcontractors, so we provide a tremendous benefit in that regard. Jeremy Labby, the Casella Waste Sustainability Spotlight. Jeremy, if people would like more information uh, from Casella, how can they do that? So you can go right online to casella.com. There's all kinds of information there. Uh, we always love giving tours at our facilities, including Slantstone Coventry and, and all of our other landfills across our footprint. Uh, so you can get in touch with us uh, through the website, or you can come visit us at our locations, and those are listed on the website as well. Uh, and I'm always available as well, too. All right, very simple, casella.com, easy to remember. Jeremy, thanks for joining us on today's Casella Waste Sustainability Spotlight. Well, thank you, and have a wonderful day. All right, you too. Now, stay tuned. Coming up next, the latest on the Champlain Valley Fair, the marketing director, Jeff Bartley, with details and free passes on Travels with Charlie, next, right here on WDEV. The waste and resource management industry is a complex, integrated system that many people and communities take for granted. Trash, recycling, compost, we're all familiar with the terms, but maybe not the truths behind the waste industry. Want to learn more? Beyond the Bin is a podcast by Casella, which shines a light on what really happens to our waste and recycling. If you're interested in environmental sustainability and renewable resources, then check out this podcast. You'll learn about waste and recycling, meet members of the Casella team, and one episode even deals with beekeeping. Check it out online at www.casella.com forward slash beyond the bin. Welcome back. Travels with Charlie. Yeah, that's Bob Seeger and a several bullet band. I know that one. Uh, thanks for joining me today on Travels with Charlie. Always great to, to, to talk with you and, uh, and happy that you're listening. My next guest, it's another giveaway day. Everybody loves this when we have giveaways, right? My friend from the Champlain Valley Expo, Champlain Valley Fair, the marketing director, Mr. Jeff Bartley. Jeff, good afternoon. Welcome to Travels with Charlie. Charlie, it is so great to be on air with you again. I have missed you so much. Well, it's been a long time. Certainly, uh, you've been a great friend of uh, of uh, you know my radio programs. Always enjoyed having you on. Of course, when you'd come on before, that was it. You know, we were in the old studio, and you'd do some different cooking. Uh, man, you did so many things. You wrapped in bacon. I don't know if some of that came from from some of the things you've learned at the fair, but it seemed like there were a lot of things you wrapped in bacon. Well, you know, one thing I have learned cooking is if you put bacon in it, it's really hard to mess it up. <laughs> so that's that's my secret. I am bacon in everything I eat. Everybody loves bacon. Well, we are in the midst of the 10 best days of summer right now. This is the 99th year for the Champlain Valley Fair. I have to ask you, Jeff, was last year the first time in history that the fair did not happen? It was the absolute first time, and it was gut-wrenching. It's a press release I never wanted to write, um, and you know I am so glad that we are back. But it's a great opportunity to kind of reflect over the last year, and you know because of the overwhelming number of Vermonters who got vaccinated, we're back. 
and we thank everybody for that. In fact, we filmed one of our Travels with Charlie videos there, and uh, yeah, I was in the grandstand, uh, uh, you know, going around to all the food uh, vendors that that were not there. It was certainly a very eerie sight, but it's not like that today. It's up and it's running, and the rides are there, the entertainment is there, uh, free and paid acts, uh, uh, all kinds of food. So l- let me ask you, Jeff, because you are a foodie. What's mm-hmm. what's your what's new and is there something that maybe it isn't new but it's always your favorite your go to when you go to the Champlain Valley Fair? No, so that's that's kind of a trick question, Charlie, because I got seventy food vendors on site, and if I choose <laughs> one of them as my favorite, I got sixty nine breathing down my neck. So I won't I put you there. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll let the listeners do that. We'll let the listeners do that. In fact, uh, if you want to light up the lines right now at two four four seventeen seventy seven or toll free at one eight seven seven two nine one eight two five five. Jeff is going to send you to the Champlain Valley Fair. And Jeff, what are we going to do? We'll, we'll have to get an email address from them and you'll uh, do an electronic ticket for them? Yeah, what we'll do is we'll have our winners, uh, shoot me an email at jbartley at cvexpo.org. Um, and I will send the winner four tickets to the fair. Okay. In fact, uh, what, well, what I'll do is I'll, uh, I'll do that, uh, I'll email those to you because that'll just make it easy because you know what'll happen. You'll have 20 people that say I was on with Travels with Charlie <laughs> and I want my tickets. <laughs> oh, my, my, my email's blowing up right now. Yeah, look at that. Yeah, I was on with Charlie. So, so before, <laughs> before we take some calls and we're not going to just give them away. Those of you that have listened to, you know, Charlie Papillo on the radio for years know that you have to earn them. So, uh, you know, Jeff would not go out there today and talk about what his favorite food was. But today on Travels with Charlie, we want to hear about what your favorite food is, or maybe it's your favorite ride, or over the course of 99 years, you were at one of the shows and you remember it. It was a great act that was there. Let's hear from you today. 244-1777-1877-291-8255. But before we take some calls... Let's find out about some of the things that are happening there, especially today. Now, it's um, is it not Kids Day today? You know, it is Kids Day. Uh, so uh, kids 5 and 12 can get in uh, to the fair for $4, which is a 20% savings. And, you know, it can be, we think we're going to be a little down today. And, you know, a little fact for you, uh, Charlie, is and you probably remember this back in the, the Stone Age, the, the fair would happen and then school would go into session. That's school right. always started after Labor Day. And now it typically starts in the middle of the fair, but every five or six years, and that so happens to be this year, school starts before the fair. So we're, we're a little light right now. would love to have somebody come keep me company on the midway. But I think at 3 o'clock tonight when all those schools get out, we are going to be rocking. Now, tonight, talking about uh, rocking, there is a special show with uh, my friend Trevor Contois, who a couple of years ago did an amazing Beatles tribute. I mean, there was like, I don't know, 20 or 30 people on stage, string section, horn section, and they did Beatles tunes that sounded like the originals. And tonight, a tribute to Elton John. Sir Elton John, Charlie. I don't mean to correct you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> but, yeah, we are – We I know uh, Trevor and his, his father, Dave, are working so hard on this. I've seen posts on social media. They're, they're slaving away um, in the studio practicing, and it's a great community event. You've got, you got a, a really talented, young, local – 
um, coming to the big stage. And we have the big stages set up in the uh, North Country Federal Credit Union Grandstand. And um, it's a special moment for him, his family, but for the community to rally around him. And it's Elton John. I mean, you can't get much better than that. Yeah. And, you know, you, you use that word talent very uh, lightly. Trevor is an amazing talent. Uh, he is just, I mean, he can play. He does all the arrangements himself. Uh, he plays almost every instrument. I mean, he's able to play every instrument. He's not doing that on the stage, obviously. Uh, just, just amazing, amazing. Uh, and I believe that they're going to unveil tonight a special uh Baby Grand Piano, a pink Baby Grand Piano. So that is worth admission right there. And by the way, that's a free show, is it not? It is. All Because we weren't able to uh, book large acts this year, um, we, we did. We booked six tribute acts, and we've already had one. It was Michael Jackson and ABBA. Um, but tonight will be Elton John, and we got uh, four more ready to go that will be free for the paid fair goer. All right. Well, let's give away some tickets right now. 244-1777-1877-291-8255. We're going to go to Richard first. You're going to the Champlain Valley Fair, Richard, but you got to tell us a story, favorite food, favorite ride, favorite act that you've seen there. Good afternoon. Welcome to Travels with Charlie from with uh, Jeff Bartley from the Champlain Valley Expo. How you guys doing? All right, Richard. How about you? Hey, want, to, want to tell me about your uh, favorite food, a favorite ride, or whatever it is? Well, it has to be the owl shrimp fries and the deep fried Oreos. Oh, man. I've really been to an act there, but, you know, I'm 42 years old. I've been going to that fair since I was four years old with my family. So Al's French fries and, and deep fried Oreos. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, that, uh, that works. Choices. That works for us. Uh, uh, Jeffrey, now, now, if he wants to get something deep fried, what else can you get there deep fried besides an Oreo? Oh, you know, I, I Twinkies. Pretty much anything. Twinkies. <laughs> okay. No, we, um, I, I always recommend the deep fried taco at Dizzy Dozen. You, you chicken, beef, veggie, whatever you want. That thing is delicious. It's growing in popularity. Um, and you gotta, you know, I'm here for 10 days. I may or may not have had four already. <laughs> <laughs> well, that does sound delicious. Richard, you're going to the fair. Now, hang on. Quorum's going to get some information from you, okay? Sounds good. Thanks a lot. All right. We'll email those tickets to you. Thanks for listening uh, to Travels with Charlie. Let's go right back to the phone lines. And Lance, you are next on Travels with Charlie. Good afternoon. You're going to the fair. Thank you. Where are you calling from today, Lance? Uh, Bristol. From Bristol. All right. Well, we're going to send you to the fair. We're going to get some tickets to you. Want to tell us about your favorite food, your favorite ride, or maybe an act that you saw there that you loved? Uh, I've seen many shows there, and uh, probably one of the most memorable was probably Larry the Cable Guy when he was there. <laughs> um, and all the delicious barbecue, and yeah, it's just good food and good times. Larry the Cable Guy. That's that's a classic act right there. you got to love that. Uh, uh, all right, we're going to send you to the fair. It's as simple as that, Lance. Thanks for listening. Now, you hang on, okay? Yep. All right, hang on. Corm will get your information. We're talking with Jeff Bartley from the Champlain Valley Expo. Jeff, let's talk about some of the other things that are going on at the fair. Of course, there's lots of animals there. Uh, you've got yep. uh, special days that are happening, like Food Bank Day, Military Appreciation Day. You want to touch on that? Yeah, no, we, um, you know, it's a little tongue in cheek, but I'm serious, Charlie, that you have to try really hard to pay full admission to the fair. Uh, we have discounts, um, you know, going on for the, the rest of the week. Uh, tomorrow is Senior Citizen Day, 55 and up, get in for $9. 
There's also Pink Day. If you wear a, a, a clothing of pink, then you, uh, uh, you get a dollar off. Wednesday is the, the big special. It's the Maple Fields Carload Special, where $70 gets everybody in the vehicle into the fair with a ride bracelet and free parking. And I'm not kidding you. I've seen people show up, Charlie, with enterprise large vans <laughs> so they can get 15 people into the fair for $70. Now, now you're not, you're not encouraging uh, people to get in the trunk though, correct? Let's. <laughs> Yeah, correct. Like, yeah. You have to be able to wear a seatbelt. Okay. You, you got to wear a seat. You got to wear a seatbelt. Jeff Bartley, Champlain Valley Expo. Let's go right back to the phone line. And Ben, you are next. We're going to give you some tickets to go to the fair. Ben, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Waterbury. All right, Ben. Have you been to the fair before? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Went yep. for years and years. And, uh, I just wanted to, to share that my favorite, uh, events and probably it's because I used to take part in it was um we used to race harness horses at the fair mm. and uh you know we had some of the best harness horses from all over the state and actually New England New England and New York that would come to the fairgrounds there because they had a really good track wow and um you know there was some really excellent competition there so it hasn't happened for a few years I know but um you know, those are some of my best memories of the fair. All right. Well, fantastic. Ben, when you get there, what's the, what's, uh, the one food that you're going to be looking for? You know, I like a real good, like, um, cheese steak sub. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. Shredded beef, melted cheese all over it, mushrooms on there, you know, all that good stuff. Where should you go, Jeff? Jay's Steakhouse. All right. Jay's, all right. huh? You go there. Yeah. Uh, all right, you hang on. We're going to, uh, Corm will take your information, and uh, you're going to the fair, Ben. Thanks for listening today. Well, thank you very much. All right, appreciate it. 244-1777 or 1-877-291-8255. Jeff, i got to tell you, of uh, the tribute shows that you're doing, uh, the one that has not happened yet, but I've got it marked down on my calendar, and I'm sure you can guess which one it is. Can you? I'm going to go with uh, Poison, Death, Leopard, and Bon Jovi. You got it. <laughs> the <laughs> Titan, too. the Titans of '80s rock, happening on September 4th. So, how did you get this? Uh, are they touring together? These uh, these three acts touring together? Um, yes, these these two. Um, you know, and here's a, here's a great story. Is uh, you know, we we have a great relationship um, with our our booking agency, but when we're looking at these tributes, like. We're not dealing with a Darius Rucker, and we were reached out by a woman named Lauren, um, who is who actually lives in Swanton, and she's got this business. She's trying to start, you know, helping book tribute acts and supporting, you know, fairs and field days all across the country. And so she reached out to us, and we're like, "Hell yeah, we'll work with you." And uh, so she booked this act. She did all of our um, all of our tribute acts and put it together. And I got to tell you, um, I've watched a lot of their videos yeah. and especially the Bon Jovi guy he he looks like the real thing and you're going to know all the music and and you, you would know this Charlie because you've been to a lot of uh, uh concerts yep. is that you know you get some of these older acts you know they sound different than what you hear on the radio because they're just getting older yeah but these tribute acts sound like the real thing and so i can't i'm going to be out there screaming living on a prayer and i hope you're joining me. oh i will be there with you absolutely you know the only thing that'll change now is uh, nobody holds lighters up anymore they hold their their smartphones up 
That's exactly right. <laughs> so also coming up, uh, another uh, tribute, and that's going to, that, uh, that one is on September 4th, the Titans of 80s. Uh, on September 5th, you've got a country uh, tribute happening. Yeah, we, uh, we have Luke Bryan, Kenny Chesney, and Jason Aldean tributes. Uh, all extremely talented. Um, it is our one country music night. We gotta make sure we get one in. And, uh, I mean, I, I'm not a big country guy, but I do know me some Jason Aldean, and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, Kenny Chesney's pretty good, too. Uh, and certainly, you know, some of the old-timers will argue that that uh, today's country isn't country. It's it's more like, you yeah. know, rock. Uh, um, but, man, these guys will rock the house, absolutely. Uh, we're talking with Jeff Bartley this afternoon, Champlain Valley Expo, the Champlain Valley Fair. It's already underway. It happened uh, with an opening on Friday, and it continues right through. We just got to get through today. Looks like we've had some showers off and on, but the rest of the week is looking fantastic, Jeff. It's looking fantastic, and I, I got to tell you, Charlie. Uh, and I'm I'm not saying this because I'm a marketing guy and I'm trying to sell this. This is absolutely true. We shattered records this weekend um, on the midway. We were um, up almost fifty percent. Um, our attendance is up, and. Uh, there's a lot of reason for it, but I think the number one reason is, again, I, Vermonters got vaccinated and they are ready to get out. Yeah. You know what, Jeff? Good family fun. You're absolutely right, and, and that is not an exaggeration. I mean, I'm hearing this from people all over, uh, other musical acts, uh, other events that are happening. They're going, there's more people than we've ever had, and it's this pent up. We've been for 15, 16, 17 months, haven't been able to go anywhere, and all of a sudden, it's we're able to get out and enjoy, and that's what people are doing. So what are you waiting for? Get on out to the Champlain Valley Fair. It's happening right through the week. Uh, what about uh, you've still got a demolition derby? Are you going to be doing that? Oh, yeah. that's the Demolition derby is on Thursday. Figure 8 is uh, on Wednesday. Uh, we, we've already had the Monster Truck Show, but that's always uh, very popular. Um, so we, the the grandstand is going to be extremely lively, and it again, it's not the big acts, but it's going to feel like the big acts. Um, we had probably fifteen hundred people in the grandstand just to watch a Michael Jackson and Abba tribute. So I can't imagine what it's going to be like with the, the ones that we got coming. Wow! Of course, we've been talking about all the great food that's available at the Champlain Valley uh, Fair, and there is a daily lunch special, if I'm not mistaken. Can you fill me in on that? That's right. We have we call it Midweek Madness. So uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, you come to uh, to the fair, and uh, most, if not all, vendors will have an item that you can get for four dollars. And uh, another thing that I think is uh, not taken advantage to um, very often is if you're in the area and you come to the fair between the hours of eleven and one, you give your twelve dollars at the gate. They give you a little token. You go around, get whatever you want for lunch. As long as you go back to the gate by one o'clock. We'll give you your $12 back. Wow. That's fantastic. Uh, so get on out to the Champlain Valley Fair. Jeff Bartley, the marketing director of the Champlain Valley Fair. You know, full disclosure, Jeff and I have known each other for a long time, certainly from my, my years in radio. But, you know, when, when Jeff left Colchester, uh, there was an open seat on the select board. <laughs> and, you know, lucky me, uh, I'm on the select board now. And I'm enjoying it, Jeff. I really am. But uh, And I'll be reaching out to you from time to time uh, to keep things in line. Well, you know, and, and not just that, like, uh, your station called me, and I have uh, Corm, who's an old uh, Colchester guy as well, you know, giving me a phone call. And, uh, <laughs> you know, he's on the select board up in Fairfax. That's and I right. I tell you, I'm going to... I'm going to keep him in line because I might, I might just have to go after him. <laughs> <laughs> we'll let him know. Hey, Jeff, good to talk with you today. Thanks for joining me on Travels with Charlie. 
Travels with Charlie is sponsored by Casella Way Systems, Jolly Convenience Stores, and Milne American Express Travel with support from True North Radio. Theme song written and performed by Billy Bratcher. My executive producer sitting in studio is Brad Furlan, director Steve Cormier. I'm Charlie Papillo. I'll see you in my travels on September 13th with Governor Phil Scott and Sheriff Kevin McLaughlin. If be so kind to share what's on your mind. It's time well spent talking president, though we may not agree.